0: Hey there, my name is Janny and I'm the host of What's On Your Mind. I interview guests about their weekly musings and Wikipedia rabbit holes, like toxic beauty standards, or the impact of redlining, or bees. Whatever it is, we'll process it together. We'll all learn a little something and take another step in creating our own stories, all while adding another laugh line to your face. Christopher Stojinovsky is a human, yogi, continuous learner and academic who aims to dismantle our current systems that do not affirm us as humans and our lives. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting Christopher, and I have a feeling that we are going to be lifelong friends. Hi, Christopher. What's on your mind?
1: Hey, Jenny. uh, I have a lot on my mind. What about you?
0: Oh, I am so ready to dive in. I have a ton on my mind.
1: Uh, yeah. What's going on? Like, it's the holiday season. Yeah. Any holidays going on.
0: I see Christmas lights in your window. Are those doors? Yeah. Christmas lights? They,
1: are, uh, they are my Christmas. I have a Christmas tree.
0: Okay. Oh. Oh, wow. It's big. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. It's, yeah. It smells nice too because it's a real one.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. I have a, it's not even up. Oh goodness. I have like a three foot tall plastic tree that i bought myself um but i have it all packed away in a box because i'm actually not even going to be in my house for the next uh. month so i'm going to take my christmas stuff to my fiance's house in georgia and we're going to decorate his house
1: <laughs> oh nice um how long have you been living apart
0: uh the entirety of our relationship so i guess um around two-ish years i don't cool. remember how long we've been together i think two years yeah one year so yeah, awesome year. yeah <laughs> cool,
1: cool. well thanks yeah. for sharing all that
0: <laughs> yeah of course yeah we we uh we we met online when he was already not living in the same state and uh we just decided to just keep keep hanging out and blowing and cold. now we're engaged so
1: <laughs> that's really cool awesome yeah so um yeah that's what's kind of going on holiday spirit
0: yeah it's nice and are you, cause I, 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 full disclosure, I, I met Christopher through Kyle, who was on an episode of what's on your mind. She was the, um, the one who talked about black motherhood and mental health. So, um, uh, Kyle, Kyle referenced you to, to me, which is cool. I've never gotten a reference before, Oh, um, cool. But are you in the same program as Kyle?
1: I am, yeah, okay. um, I'm in the same program. I'm actually like wrapping up. I'm on my three months stint out, um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I have my dissertation defense day. It's wild to also think about that yeah. when, is, so that's when on, is it that's on my mind <laughs> wow, um, um March nineteenth um oh oh my
0: goodness. Yeah, like twenty twenty one yeah, 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 oh yep. my God, congratulations, <laughs>
1: thank you, thank you, oh thank my gosh, you. yeah I know <laughs> that was probably
0: a long time coming.
1: Oh my god, yeah, this is the fifth year of this. But like, you wow. know, I'm supposed to get a master's before this too, I guess. and which is like yeah. interesting in and of itself. Um, but yeah, and then I like worked before, so wow. <sighs> I'm excited well, to be done with school.
0: Let's dive in. I mean, do we want to talk holidays? Do you want to talk about how your peak <laughs> life has been? I- I'm ready to d- I'm ready to dive into <laughs> whatever is like the top thing on your mind. The
1: top thing on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably gonna be a combination of all of it, right? right. Um, today, I spent a whole bunch of time writing on my dissertation. Um, yeah. And I do research in like sexual health, but I also try to like make it really cool and applied, like how do we actually take research on science and evidence and actually like give back to the communities that we're working on behalf of and with um, to kind of, you know, use in the ways that they need. Um,
0: I love that. I was a <laughs> sexual health educator for like, for three, four years.
1: Oh, awesome. Where at?
0: Uh, at UNC Chapel Hill. So I did. Oh, yeah. So cool. I was a sexual health educator um, for you know, basically anybody that was on the campus um, that was a student. So undergraduate to graduate mm. to professional level. Um, but the fun thing was that I was also part of a student group where we went to middle schools and high schools and actually Whoa. taught, yeah, sexual health curriculum for K through 12. So that was- That's really cool. Yeah. And I, and I was a, a theater person too. So the K through 12 curriculum was a theater-based, it, it was called AMP. It was like arts-based multiple- level intervention program so it was wow. all like uh, it was a health behavior research project actually yeah yeah,
1: Whoa. yeah. and
0: we used uh, theater to do sexual health education
1: well okay i totally need to know more about this <laughs> like i don't know if like this is what's gonna happen on this <laughs> podcast um, because yeah that's really cool because um i've been so curious about like different ways of communicating yeah kind of sexual health and hiv science and like i do really um how am i gonna describe it like um my work is rooted in like system sciences um and complex systems theory um which is all these like fancy words just essentially say that like we live in a complex world and so like a myriad of factors are going to influence sexual health hiv outcomes stis right um and i kind of try to figure out what all that looks like together
0: and like how
1: do those intersecting overlapping systems and processes kind of like influence um, and shape sexual health.
0: I love that. Well, and that's, that's so related to kind of what I did on a programmatic level, because we kind of took that concept that sexual health is so complex Mm -hmm. that we need to talk about it in a way that is very nuanced because right. of that exact reason. So, um, I love that. I mean, um, how, how did you get into your research topic?
1: Oh, thanks. That's a fun question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's varied, um, over a course of time and yeah. as experience have change, I've gained knowledge. Um, but recently, um, i encountered this, um, quote and, you know, I'm not going to like quote it cause it's really long, but essentially, um, it was from 1886 um, by, and it was found in this book called Psychopathia Sexualis, which is, um, this researcher, um, Kraft Ebbing, who was, like, researching sexual, like, sexuality and sexual identity, um, Mm. things like that, um, was kind of trying to do, like, this study where he had people write in and, like, share what it was like in 1886 to be what we would call people now gay or, like, lesbian, Um, and like in this quote that one of these um, people writes in with, um, he's like, talks about how, you know, yes, we might be like mentally exhausted and suffer from like depression and all these other things, but like, that's not cause like we're gay. It's cause society oppresses us. Right. right? And like that like quote has like been a quote that I've been like using throughout my five years of this dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so it's been like really fun to kind of like, you know, That just really resonated with me, and kind of now I do work that kind of tries to model those things. How do I? How do policies like stigmatizing policies shape mental health processes, which then shape sexual behaviors, which then shape, you know, HIV risk and STI risk. Um, and like how do we put all those pieces together? Um, and what does that look like? Um, holistically and kind of like the concept of or what? What's that saying? That's like the sum or not the whole is greater than some of the parts. Yeah. And like, that's what I try to like, look at.
0: Yeah. Well, gosh, and HIV, I feel like is the perfect, um, like model to study that because I mean, yeah, talk about a completely stigmatized and misunderstood, um, um, you know, disease and illness and something that was, yeah. I mean, people thought that if you are gay, you inherently just, right transmit the disease and there was just there was so much misunderstanding and stigmatizing right. against that community and, and and you know that was what in the i want to say like 80s 80s, 80s? Yep, yeah right. and yep. like even now still there is still that misinformation Absolutely. of people who grew up in the 80s learning all of that and then just have never maybe you know maybe it's updated not to a fault of their knowledge. own yeah but like their <laughs> knowledge has not been updated yeah. oh wow
1: Yeah. It's really fascinating. And, you know, now that we have like new tools for prevention, like pre-exposure prophylaxis. um, Yeah. yeah. You know, so the daily once, you know, the birth control for HIV is like what the like really quick way to describe it is, you know, you take this pill and that also prevents you from getting HIV and like is over 90% effective. Right. And so like now that this thing exists like, wouldn't one say that, like, a risk factor is not being on it, right? But then what influences you not being the be Things like health insurance, mm. things like, is your doctor, like, talking stigmatizing, about it. Yeah. right? Is your doctor talking to you about it, right? Is your doctor even comfortable talking about sexual health, like, which most doctors are not, so, like, let's talk about that. Um, it's, so, it's, a, like, you know, all convoluted and kind of nuanced, and how do we know study that and understand that
0: yeah or if they are talking about sexual health it's probably not in the nuanced way that we think about sexual health and identity it's very probably Mm -hmm. i want to make the assumption yeah that it's (laughs) that it's also very clinical like i feel like for sure um And I want to, I don't want, I'm trying not to make a general assumption about physicians also because my fiance is a physician, but I will just speak from my own experience (laughs) that every time I have had to have a sexual health related conversation with a physician, it has not gone well. It has been awkward. They have made assumptions about me. They have, and then they go on this just like clinical train of thought where I'm just like, hold on, reel it back, reel it back. Let's just, I just want to talk. I'm just a person. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I'm human. Yeah, like we don't need to go down that trade because uh, I I don't do those things.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um. Yeah. I mean, so just just from personal experience, and I mean, being a sex, sexual health educator and hearing of other people's experiences, there's definitely a pattern, and I'm sure right. both of us, just from our research, have seen there's a pattern that. Um, the The clinical field of of sexual health, and then when it comes to a person to person connection right. in a, in an examination you know medical office that those interactions don 't go well
1: <laughs> no, and i mean doctors aren 't trained to like have those conversations you are right you 're a sexual health educator yeah. i 'm like in public health i 've been studying this for like five years right? right um Doctors have gone to school and have learned like a whole bunch of things um you know and kind of You know, but unless you become an expert, expert, quote unquote, (laughs) Um, because we all have expertise in various ways, you know, lived experiences and all that too. So right, and you bring up a
0: a good point too of you know, physicians at the end of the day, you know, they're humans too, and they may carry their own biases. So they may be coming into a room and maybe having to have a conversation with a type of person that maybe they've never been exposed to before. Um and yeah. you know their their human instincts are gonna are gonna come through, and just like you said, it's a nuanced, complicated world out there right we're all moving through this complicated system as our patients Absolutely. as our physicians and it
1: changes right <laughs> the systems change, yeah. things evolve um but it is really cool to be in this space right now and um, doing this work, and you know it's also cool to like actually be able to make a direct impact and like see science be used um really quickly you know and now we have a whole national strategy for ending the HIV epidemic which is like crazy what like you know you just we talked about it earlier like 1980s is when this whole you know was HIV came out and what now we're talking about like 20, it's in 2020 we're talking about errat- like getting like eradicating it ending it like that's crazy um and that's like fast science and that's really cool science and it's like really impactful science and so it's really just interesting to like now be putting all these even larger pieces like you know talking about policy discussions and systems and putting all this together and kind of how all, all relates um and you know can move us to ending the epidemic so that's really cool
0: Absolutely. I mean, and I I don't know if this is the type of answer that stresses out a a PhD candidate. So totally let's gloss over it if it's going to stress you out. But like, what do you kind of hope is going to be the end result of like, of your research or like maybe the better question is just like, what's next for you?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that framing, for sure. Great. Uh, What I'll tell you is, like, I have no idea where I'm going next. Great.
0: I love that answer. I'm figuring that out (laughs)
1: all as it unfolds. Yeah. Um, So it's, yeah, it's been cool. It's been fun to also, like, synthesize my work and as I'm applying for jobs in all these different ways and be, like, um, kind of put it all together. Um, But, you know, the big thing is is, like, I still want to do impactful work. Um, Mm -hmm. I still love I like love working with the communities I work with Um, you know doing I do global health work as well so I do the same work that I'm talking about that we're just talking about like I do it similarly overseas as well and so it's like really fascinating to um, kind of also put into conversation this global conversation around sexual health um, HIV things like that Um, and I still just want to like You know, make sure I'm rooted in that, rooted in the communities I'm working with um, and making sure that the science is like going directly to where it's needed and being used in ways that's like helpful. Um, You know, some of my NGO partners, it's really fun, like not fun, but like really cool. They take her research articles. They've been sharing it with like their funders. Um, they've been sharing it amongst themselves. We've created like animated videos from our site, like synthesizing mm-hmm. a research article into like a two-minute video. Um, it's been, you know, creating infographics. So it's been really cool to also like put science out in that's like digestible and like usable.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's that is <laughs> fascinating. Um, and I also I want to go back to what you said before of that intersection between sexual health and mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that of just either what you've kind of seen in your research or how you, how you pull that in Mm -hmm. the work you do?
1: Yeah, that's, thanks for asking that question. You know, like we've been talking about, there's a lot of nuance to it. Right. And it, you know, um, is related in various ways, but you know, some of the research that we see, um, we see kind of in causal research, so it's like longitudinal, um, you know, if you have things or experience issues such as like depression, anxiety, um, those experiences will shape kind of, and can shape your sexual behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we have to think about how HIV risk, um, you know, so when it shapes your sexual behaviors, let me just finish that and said, like, right, that's going to alter whether or not you decide to do condoms, um, how many partners you might have. Um, yeah, stuff like that, that, you know, would then all of this cumulatively kind of comes together and shapes one's HIV risk. And that's how I kind of talk about it. Like, yeah. how do we understand these processes in a holistic, complex systems um, kind of emergent way? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's that's that is great that I love. I love that, 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 um, kind of pipeline of of thinking. And, and I even think too, of like, it's really reciprocal too, right? It's like your mental health can impact your, how you view and and act around sexual health. And then your, maybe your experiences that you've had with sexual health can then impact your mental health. And then it could almost just be a, maybe a positive cycle or maybe a very harmful traumatic cycle.
1: Absolutely. And like, you know, it's like fascinating you say that because those are the things I try to model in my research. I mean, I mm-hmm. use computational models, which is like really f- like interesting way to like, you know, um, synthesize all this literature that we understand and see and like science that we know around sexual health and HIV um, and kind of like put it all together and model it right and see kind of like what happens when wow. those little relationships exist um what kind of feedback loops do they develop um how does it shape sexual health outcomes like hiv you know potential diagnoses of hiv and stuff like that um yeah and then you know there's science that also uses real world data and like sees these same similar pathways and so it's you know pretty interesting to think about you know in this holistic kind of whole system sense
0: yeah i could i mean i could talk about this for hours
1: (laughs) 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 I know. I like, and I definitely want to like chat with you even after the podcast. Yeah. Like this is really cool. Okay. One last question about
0: this and we can pivot to the holidays and (laughs) reindeers and stuff, but okay. Last question. Speaking of like complexities and nuances and, and modeling, because I, you mentioned modeling, do you control for like social identities, or do you try to see if there are specific trends among groups? That seems like a good point for a break. Time for some ads. MedMap connects residents with potential long-term providers to create real patient-physician relationships that can improve the overall wellness of residents and hopefully delay or even prevent the frequency of acute medical emergencies. All you have to do is enter in your address and slide the mile scale to view the clinics one to 30 miles away from your address. MedMap is here to connect the over 100,000 uninsured individuals in rural West Tennessee with free or sliding scale medical providers in our communities. Visit MedMap.us and try out the free application today. That's www.MedMap.us, spelled M-E-D-M-A-P. Again, that's www.MedMap.us. Completely free to use. Find your free or sliding scale medical provider today. And now back to the show.
1: Mm, Yeah, you know, and so my research, interesting, like, like tries to, um, how do I'm going to, we don't like, I don't control for it because it's part of the inputs and outputs. Oh, okay, okay. And so it's like, um, how does the whole, like all these interrelationships, right? So like, let's just take, um, let's just talk about like being gay for, um, as an example. Sure. So like, we see that being like, if you're a gay man, um, you're more likely to like experience depression, anxiety, right? So like that pathway opens up Mm-hmm. In my models because of your yeah. social identity? Um, and then what are other factors that, you know, could feed into that? Like HIV stigma, you know, could feed into that. Um,
0: so you're basically yeah, modeling intersectional identities.
1: Yeah. And like all the um, things that kind of happen because of them. Yeah. <laughs> like all the contingencies of those identity, I guess.
0: I mean, outside of the podcast, ever. I kind of just hope that we become friends because- <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, I could just like, I could literally just Thanks. have coffee oh, and just talk to you about this for so
1: hours beyond that.
0: what I'm sure my listeners wanted to hear.
1: <laughs> oh, that's like, no, that's so nice to hear. Um, and I'm, you know, I definitely want to hear more about your artwork in HIV. Yeah. Like, that was really cool too. So there's a lot of sharing we can do.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll pivot for just the last yeah. uh, a few minutes or so, but obviously the holidays are coming up, you've got the, the tree, you've got the lights, what do you have yeah. planned for the holidays, if any, um, if anything? So-
1: yeah, <clears throat> great questions, you know, if we are living in a pandemic, yeah. um, which hasn't gone away, um, you know, but there's also safe ways to like go about the holidays, um, you know, in very different ways, um, yeah. you know, depending on folks, you know, behaviors yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know going back to some of the research i do and you know what i'd say is like there are like we have strategies to be safe and also have holidays right like um i've been isolating for the last two weeks so it was my like niece and nephew and oh, good, my good. like sister and brother and so like our sister-in-law and um brother and so like that's really cool yeah. um and so i'll get to like spend some time because we've been isolating um and then you know just other than that day, that's, that's my only plan. (laughs) I'm just going to take some rest.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, And that's about it. What about you? But you said you were going to.
0: Yeah, I'm going to Georgia. Yeah. So same thing. I mean, just been social distancing as much as possible, limiting the time that I am going outside. I think the one thing I'm doing is um, going to a yoga class. Um, And then uh, my I think uh, people in my family they've gotten their COVID tests, and then we're gonna do like right. a one-hour masked, social distance, like present that's exchange. To, yeah. yeah, and then we're doing, and then we're not even spending the night. And then I'm gonna just go yes. straight to Georgia, and um, yeah. we're actually gonna go first spend the first three days <laughs> just, like outdoors camping in a tent with no people. So um, yeah,
1: we I mean, it's make it work. Also <laughs> that's right, you know, and I'm just you know, I'm grateful that like my families were all here safe, sound, healthy, you know, in all the ways, like physically, mentally, socially, financially, you know, with everything that's happening. So I'm just feeling also a lot of, you know, just gratitude in the season too.
0: Absolutely. I think 2020 uh, was tough, obviously, but I hope that there was a lot of like empathy and gratitude that came out of humanity this year right
1: (laughs) seriously that yeah maybe that's like the big wish for the like holiday season I know (laughs) that's what carries us forth into 2021
0: I know right yeah um do you make uh new year's resolutions or new year's goals or anything Mm, for yourself
1: I do and that's a good one I haven't thought about it yet
0: okay um but Do you want me to just put you on the spot would, and ask you? <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I'm thinking mine's going to be something around mental health.
0: Nice. That's mine too. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I'd say.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's mine too. I think for professionally, just making sure that I am balanced and, and grounded yes. and at my um, mentally best. And then professionally, I just have a lot of projects coming down the pipeline, mm. um, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, um, that, that revolve around mental health. So I'm excited to launch them in 2021.
1: (laughs) We have so much more to talk about after this. Yes, we
0: do. (laughs) I'm
1: so glad Kyle put us in touch. I know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) Um, well, that's all the time we had. Time flew by, but, um, you know, do you have any, um, you know your own personal you know websites or social media that you want to pub or any organizations that you would like to shout out to.
1: Oh, that is so! Thanks for asking that. Of I course. Didn't even think about that. I'm like <laughs> bad at this social media game. Um, yeah, you could definitely follow me on Twitter. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Yeah. And
0: thanks for being Thank on you. the podcast. Yeah,
1: this is great. All right,
0: great. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And of course, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you want to learn more about me, you can check out my website, jannyrad.com. That's J A N I R A D.com. Head on over to jannyrad.com slash podcast and click on support the show. Check out my Instagram at jannyrad.me. Love the podcast music? That's BK Williams. You can follow him on Instagram, Brian K underscore Williams 28. Thanks for listening.